Section 7 of the History of Prostitution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The History of Prostitution by William Sanger. Section 7. Chapter 5. The Early Christian Era. Christian teachers preach chastity horrible punishment of christian virgins persecution of women conversion of prostitutes the gnostics the ascetics conventual life opinion of the fathers on prostitution tax on prostitutes punishment of prostitutes under the greek emperors perhaps the most marked originality of the christian doctrine was the stress it laid on chastity it has been well remarked that even the most austere of the pagan moralists recommended chastity on economical grounds alone. The apostles exacted it as a moral and religious duty. They preached against lewdness as fervently as against heathenism. Not one of the epistles contained in the New Testament, but inveighs, in the strongest language, against the vices classed under the generic head of luxury. Nor can it be doubted that, under divine providence the obvious merits of this feature in the new religion exercised a large influence in rallying the better class of minds to its support from the first the christian communities made a just boast of the purity of their morals their adversaries met them on this ground at great disadvantage it was notorious that the college of vestals had been sustained with great difficulty latterly it had been found necessary to supply vacancies with children and even under these circumstances the number of vestals buried alive bore but a very small portion of the number who had incurred this dread penalty nor could it be denied that the chastity of the roman virgins was at best but partial the purest among them being accustomed to unchaste language and unchaste sights the Christian congregations, on the contrary, contained numbers of virgins who had devoted themselves to celibacy for the love of Christ. They were modest in their dress, decorous in their manners, and chaste in their speech. They refused to attend the theaters, lived frugally and temperately, allowed no dancers at their banquets, used no perfumes, and abstained generally from every practice which could endanger their rigorous continence marriage among the christians was a holy institution whose sole end was the procreation of children it was not to be used as was the case too often among the heathen as a cloak for immoralities christ they said permitted marriage but did not permit luxury the early fathers imposed severe penances on fornication adultery and other varieties of sensuality persecution aided the church in the great work of purifying public morals by forcing it to keep in view the christian distinction between moral and physical guilt at what time it became usual to condemn christian virgins to the brothel it is difficult to discover the practice may have arisen from the hideous custom which enjoined the violation of roman maidens before execution if the existence of such a custom can be assumed on the authority of so loose a chronicler as suetonius however this be this horrible refinement of brutality was in use in the time of marcus aurelius virgins were seized and required to sacrifice to idols 
refusing they were dragged often naked through the streets to a brothel and there abandoned to the lubricity of the populace the piety of the early christians prompted the belief that on many conspicuous occasions the almighty had interfered to protect his chosen children in this dire calamity saint agnes having refused to sacrifice to vesta was said to have been stripped naked by the order of the prefect but no sooner had her garments fallen than her hair grew miraculously and enveloped her as in a shroud dragged to the brothel a wonderful light shone from her body and the bystanders appalled at the sight instead of offering her violence fell at her knees till at last the prefect's son bolder and more reckless than the others advanced to consummate her sentence and was struck dead at her feet by a thunderbolt theodora a noble lady of alexandria was equally undaunted and equally faithful to her creed the judge allowed her three days to deliberate warning her of the consequences of obstinacy she was firm and was led into a house of prostitution there in the midst of debauched persons of both sexes she prayed to god for help and the sight of the half-naked virgin bent in fervent prayer struck awe into the minds of the people at last a soldier declared that he would fulfil the judgment thrust into a cell with theodora he confessed that he was a christian dressed her in his clothes and enabled her to escape he was seized and executed but the christian virgin refusing to purchase her safety at such a price gave herself up and died with him similar stories are contained in several of the christian fathers there is unhappily no reason to doubt in many instances the brutal mandate of the pagan judges was rigorously executed and that the faith of many christian virgins was assailed through the channel of their virtue this appears to have been frequently the case during the persecution of diocletian when we hear of christian women being suspended naked by one foot and tortured in other savage and infernal ways the practice led to the clear enunciation of the important doctrine of moral chastity already stated by christ himself in the gospel the romans could not conceive a chaste soul in a body that had endured pollution and hence for lucretia there was no resource but the poniard it was left for saint augustine saint jerome and the other fathers to assert boldly that the crime lay in the intention and not in the act that a chaste heart might inhabit a body which brutal force had soiled and that the christian virgins whom an infamous judge had sentenced to the brothel were none the less acceptable servants of god the only retaliation attempted by the early christians was the conversion of prostitutes the works of the fathers contain many narratives of remarkable conversions of this character and a learned jesuit once compiled a voluminous work on the subject the egyptian mary was the type of the class she confessed to zosimus that she had spent seventeen years in the practice of prostitution at alexandria her heart being opened she took ship for jerusalem paid her passage by exercising her calling on board and expiated her sins by a life of penance in the woods of judea she lived the legend said forty-seven years in the woods naked and alone without seeing a man a chapel was built at paris during the middle ages in her honor the painted windows representing her in the practice of her calling on shipboard were in existence at a very late period in revenge for the victories of the christians the pagans accused them of committing the grossest immoralities 
for many centuries the early christian congregations met under circumstances of great difficulty in secret hiding places in catacombs their religious rites were performed mysteriously lights were often extinguished to foil the object of spies and informers these peculiarities served as the pretext for many obvious calumnies it was commonly believed even by men of the caliber of tacitus that the christian rites bore strong resemblances to those rites of isis which at an early period of roman history had created such alarm and horror at rome nor were these calumnies confined to the heathen in the third and fourth centuries when sectarian rivalries menaced the destruction of the church similar accusations were freely bandied that they were wholly unfounded in every case seems difficult to believe in the face of the clear statements of such writers as epiphanes what the precise doctrines of the various sects called adamites canites nicolaites and other subdivisions of gnostics may have been it were perhaps superfluous now to inquire but it seems not unreasonable to suppose that in some instances men of depraved instincts may have availed themselves of the cloak of christianity to conceal the gratification of sensual habits or on the other hand that minds in a state of religious exaltation may have stumbled upon impurities in the search for the state of nature in comparatively late times we have seen in america as well as savoy a few persons of weak minds give way to religious enthusiasm in a manner that warred with public decency similar aberrations may have been more frequent during the seething era which preceded the establishment of christianity and prostitution in some shape or other may have again become a religious rite in certain deluded and knavish sects nor was it unnatural unjust though it certainly was for the heathen to charge christianity at large with the vices of those of its followers who worshipped in a state of nudity and accompanied prayer with promiscuous intercourse even in the bosom of the true church practices would break out from time to time which jarred sadly with the moral theory of the apostles many persons of both sexes under the influence of religious enthusiasm sought relief for their troubled souls in solitude and unwisely attempted to mortify the flesh by practices which too often sharpen the appetites one only needs to read the eloquent effusions of saint jerome to become satisfied that the course of life adopted by many early christian recluses of both sexes must have led unwittingly to moral aberrations young men and young women devoting themselves to a life of seclusion in the woods living like wild beasts without clothing and without shame would naturally revive the system of religious prostitution in a more or less modified shape on the other hand in many parts of europe christian churches thought it not unsafe to accept the legacies of the heathen religions in the shapes of idols forms and ceremonies saints succeeded to the honor of gods dances in honor of venus became dances in honor of the virgin statues which were originally intended to represent heathen deities were saved from destruction by being adopted as fair representations of christian saints until very recent times there existed in various parts of europe statues of priapus under the name of some saint retaining the indecency of the idol and associated with the belief of some simple women that the image possessed the power assigned it in mythology in processions during the third and fourth centuries 
sacred virgins were seen to wear around their necks the obscene symbol of the old worship and in places the holy bread retained the shape of the roman colifia and syllogines st john chrysostom complains that in places he designates women were baptized in a state of nature without even being permitted to veil their sex a majority of christian teachers unwilling to deprive the masses of a superstitious convenience afforded them by paganism allowed them to pray to certain saints not only for fertility but for the removal of impotence from husbands and lovers to these immoral features must be added occasional instances of looseness in conventual life the preamble of various edicts in france and elsewhere leaves no room to doubt that in several instances immoral persons had assumed the religious garb and collected themselves together in religious communities for the purpose of gratifying sensuality these were the aids christianity afforded to prostitution in its various forms they were a mere trifle in comparison with the obstacles it threw in its way independently of the effect produced by the moral teaching of st paul and the apostles the rising power of the church was vigorously exerted to modify the legislation both of the eastern and western empires on the subject of sexual depravities the fathers did not uniformly proscribe prostitution st augustine said suppress prostitution and capricious lusts will overthrow society jerome recognized prostitution and argued that as mary magdalene had been saved so might any prostitute who repented the canons of the apostles excluded from the ministry all persons who were convicted of having commerce with prostitutes and excommunicated those who were guilty of rape but they passed no general sentence on prostitutes but the apostolic constitution branded as sinful any sexual intercourse quae non adhibitur ad generatium filorum sed tota ad voluptatum spectat the same principle is asserted in various passages of the work wine being denounced as a provocative to impurity and the faithful are warned against the society of loose persons scortatores the council of elvira pronounced the penalty of excommunication against bods and prostitutes but it expressly commanded priests to receive at the communion table prostitutes who had married christians st augustine conceived that no church should admit prostitutes to the altar till they had abandoned the calling a similar doctrine was expressed by the council of toledo at a later period as we advance in medieval history we find the councils recognizing prostitution and prostitutes as a class in fourteen thirty one at the council of basil a holy father presented a paper on the subject of prostitution in which it was implied to be the only safeguard of good morals a century later the council of milan took especial pains to identify prostitutes as a class they were to wear a distinctive dress with no ornaments of gold silver or silk to reside in places expressly designated by the bishops at a distance from cathedrals to avoid taverns and hostelries the execution of the decree was entrusted to the bishops and the civil magistrates the vectigal or tax paid by all persons subsisting by prostitution was exacted by the emperors from caligula to theodosius it was usually collected every five years zosimus accuses constantine of having enlarged and remodeled the tax but apparently without foundation the early christians made it a subject of reproach to the emperors 
in consequence of their assaults theodosius abandoned that portion of the law which laid a tax on bods leaving the tax on prostitutes the latter was levied as rigorously as ever a contemporary writer describes the imperial agents hunting for prostitutes in taverns and houses of prostitution and forcing them to purchase by payment of the tax the right of pursuing their calling at length in the fifth century prostitution and the tax on prostitutes or chrysargeron were formally abolished by the emperor anastasius i and the records and rolls of the collectors burned it is said that some time afterward the emperor gave out that he had repented of what he had done and decided to see the chrysargeron re-established the announcement gave great joy to the debauchees and the numbers of persons prepared to avail themselves of the reenactment of the law the emperor let it be known that he desired to have matters placed so far as could be on their old footing and would therefore desire to collect as many as possible of the old rolls and records they were gathered together at all parts and laid at the imperial feet notice was then given to the people to meet at the circus on a given day when they were all assembled the whole collection of documents was burned amid the frantic applause of the populace it has been asserted however that the chrysogeron was revived subsequently and was levied under justinian that legislator altered the old roman laws regarding prostitution and relieved prostitutes from the effaceable ban of infamy which the republican jurisprudence had laid on them he permitted the marriage of citizens with prostitutes and encouraged it by his example his own wife the empress theodora had been a ballet dancer and a prostitute when she attained the imperial dignity her first thought was of her old companions she built a magnificent palace prison on the south shore of the bosphorus and in one night caused five hundred prostitutes in constantinople to be seized and conveyed thither they were kindly treated their every wish was gratified but no man entered their asylum the experiment was a complete failure most of the girls committed suicide in their despair and the remainder soon died of ennui and vexation theodosius had laid heavy penalties on brothel keepers justinian reiterated them and increased their weight the seizure and prostitution of a girl he punished with death he who connived at the prostitution of females was to be expelled from the city where he lived and any person harboring him was to be fined one hundred gold pieces whatever legislation could effect to uproot the system of procurers and public prostitution justinian did but his laws contained no trace of any harsh policy towards prostitutes those unfortunate creatures he regarded with an indulgent humanity which for the sake of human nature one may perhaps ascribe to the kindly sympathy of the empress end of section seven